This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Amial Saleh and Hany Balkis. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. I hope you're all having a great start to your week, feeling energized and ready to be productive this week. But you're listening to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. This is the one and only place where we bring you the latest in robotics, artificial intelligence, gadgets and applications. All that you need to know about what's happening in the tech world, in the UAE and around the world is being brought to you. Right here on Pulse95. 100% Omnia, but let's go all the way to space because you guys know how we do it right here on Future Talk. But we're going to be talking about how NASA is launching a 4G mobile network on the moon. Can you imagine doing video calls and voice we, calls we, on the we moon? We just got 5G and the moon already has 4G. That's not fair. <laughs> I have no clue how you'd even do voice calls and video calls S- over speaking there. Speaking about 4G and 5G, Omnia, mm. did you see the recent uh, the recent poll no. statistics? It's a lot right here mm. in the UAE has confirmed that we have the fastest 5G network in the world. Now, this is what we call a great Sunday. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Now, that kind of excites me more to get the iPhone 12. I know. And a lot of people have actually already been purchasing the iPhone 12. I'm jealous. I know. Same. I'm, je- I'm, I'm big time jealous. Same. And let me tell you, the camera quality, especially the selfie camera quality, it's way the more better slick. the camera quality becomes the more i hate myself but <laughs> that's for another story but what is, what's happening with tiktok omnia tiktok is making moves in terms of allowing us to find out why exactly our videos are being rejected because tiktok will now tell all of its content creators why they chose to remove to remove a certain video that's very good because a lot of people have had their video removed without any explanation but let's talk about true caller and how it now lets you set call reason SMS scheduling and even up to translation. So we're seeing something that can do basically everything. Yes, indeed. Lots and lots of updates are coming to this application. But today we're also going to be talking about Apple like this. releasing a new format of augmented reality glasses. They're they're called the Apple Glass, but mm. they could do a lot more than just give you that sense of augmented reality. They could just save you some cash mm. as a shopper. Now, last week we did talk about the AR windshield mm-hmm. and. Omni and I, in general, have been talking a lot about AR glasses and AR windshields and anything that can happen with AR. But Apple has come up with that Apple Glass and how we can see a lot of uh, good benefits from it. <laughs> but let's talk about masks because we're still in the coronavirus COVID-19 pandemic. And we're going to be talking about how MIT researchers have designed a heated face mask to deactivate the coronavirus. Out of all the face masks that we've discussed on Future Talk, I think this is the one I am most excited for. Lots and lots is going to be in store right here on Future Talk, so keep Pulse95 locked, and we'll be right back. Pulse95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Ladies and gentlemen, bits and bytes do connect our world, and they do connect our moon because... We're going to be talking about how NASA is launching a 4G mobile network on the moon. Now, that is cra- crazy. <laughs> I mean, who's on the moon for for them to need 4G network? That's number one. <laughs> number two, I feel like in general, uh, there's a type of a process to get yeah. uh, to 4G. You have to get 1G, 2G, 3G, and then, and 4G. then 4G. No, on the moon, on we the just moon, jump you, right into you 4G. Get Wasta, you know, <laughs> they get 4G uh, directly. But we're telling you that how 5G has just arrived right here on planet Earth. But 4G is heading for the moon, and NASA did select Nokia 
to build the first ever 4G mobile network on Earth's nat- natural satellite. Now, it's crazy to see Nokia coming back into these type of things because we haven't heard a lot about Nokia in the past couple of years. We haven't heard about Nokia right here on Earth, but Nokia is making big moves on the moon. I guess uh, it's, it's new consumers are aliens. <laughs> now, what's interesting about this is thinking about the ability of making voice calls and video calls on the surface of the moon. So this also opens the door for space tourism because now people traveling to the moon or even attempting to go to the International Space Station as part of space tourism Mm -hmm. won't feel so disconnected from their loved ones because you could have your own vacation but at the same time uh, stay connected with all those who you love. And also it's going to be a lot easier for researchers to be able to communicate information back to planet Earth. But the company's U.S. industrial research arm that is behind uh, this uh, accomplishment Mm -hmm. is called Bell Labs, and it's offering its equipment to NASA to help build out the lunar network, which is aiming to launch in late 2022, which is Mm -hmm. honestly very soon for, you know, the concept of having internet. One year. One year, almost one year. Yeah, you can say it's one year. Now, uh, it does go under its Artemis program. NASA does plan to send astronauts to the moon by 2024, mm-hmm. for which is the first time in around five decades, which do they do say that they will follow by a sustainable, listen to this, sustainable human presence by 2028. So we're talking about, let's say, seven years from now, there will be human presence on the moon. Now, Omni, I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy how we're seeing it now being implemented right here on the moon. Now, they're kind of derailed from exploring other planets, except Mars. Mars has always been the bullseye for NASA and all space programs. But even with with Mars, I mean, the plan is to have the first habitual settlement by like 2117. Mm -mm. So we're looking at the moon to be a lot closer. So so that's what initially that I would think of. And I thought a lot of people thought the same thing that would start slow with the moon and then expand forward but i guess we had to wait five decades around 50 years for that but seeing it come into hand with 4g network and nokia does say that they even plan on putting 5g in the future now a lot of us may be wondering you know okay it's great we're looking at having 4g on the surface of the moon what does that mean for all those astronauts that are going to be heading there that means that they'll be able to make voice calls make video calls and send important data uh, as well as deploying payloads so this means Astronauts won't, no, they're no longer going to feel isolated from those uh, around them because they can have this communication line that is quite easy to use and it's provided by Nokia. Uh, the system could possibly support lunar surface communications at greater distances. It's going to also support increased speeds of internet and become a lot more reliable than what we have as a form of communication right now between astronauts and those back on Earth. Yes, and I do believe that we spoke with uh, one of one of the people who were who were with the Mars Hope Probe mission. Yeah, the UAE spa- a member of the UAE space agency yes and uh, when we asked them how do they communicate with uh, with with astronauts it who would go to the radio moon, radio transmissions so to jump from radio all the way up to 4g mm-hmm. that's a big accomplishment and a big move now it is estimated that 14.1 million dollars is going to be put into this plan i'm excited let us know your thoughts 4215 do what thought or on Instagram at Pulse95 Radio. But let's kind of come back to Mother Earth and go all the way into social media and talk about 
TikTok. Yes, because TikTok will now let all of its content creator know exactly why it removed their video. You know what you did or do you? That is definitely a question that every content creator thinks of every time they try to post a video and they get this notification that their video was not mm-hmm. able to be posted. It wasn't accepted by TikTok. Now, before Today, TikTok wouldn't usually explain why it removed one of your videos from the platform. You'd simply be told that it violated one of the company's community guidelines in some way or another. However, this is changing today because TikTok is announcing that it will give every content creator at least somewhat of a vague idea of why their video is gone. So they'll basically name for you the specific policy that you were uh, compromising, that you did not abide by, which is very similar to what other social media companies like Facebook and Instagram tend to do. So just like before, you'll, you will still be able to submit an appeal, but maybe now you'll have some idea of what you are appealing for. Now, TikTok does say it's been actually experimenting with these notifications for the past couple of months now, and that appeals have actually gone down by 14%. Now, a lot of people now know that what they've done to kind of break those community guidelines but this is very important. Why? Because mm-hmm. first of all, the person who is uh, whose video is being taken down, they're knowing number one, why? And number two, they're knowing that it's not acceptable for that company's policy. And it's like it's like grounding a mm. child without necessarily mm. telling them why they're being grounded, mm. you know? And and most of the time when TikTok does remove a video, it's because of harassment and bullying, which yeah. Omni and I are big on anti-harassment and anti-bullying because we've talked about it time in and time out. How uh, these are actually real people, believe it or not, they're real people that you see on social media and it's not acceptable to be harassing them and making fun of them even for a couple of likes or retweets or whatever uh, social media platform you do use. They're real people, they have real feelings and TikTok is tackling this greatly as TikTok was kind of under fire recently because of how many harassment videos were coming out. We've seen Instagram, Twitter and even Facebook tackle harassment and tackle bullying and was was always always number one anti-bullying. So it's good to see TikTok kind of jumping into the mix. I definitely agree with you, especially after the teacher, the the fake teacher prank that TikTok or a lot of TikTokers were posting on their profiles and you know, it was it was all under the concept of humor, mm-hmm. but humor and, you know, bec- for it to be to turn from humor into bullying, it's a very thin line that we definitely mm-hmm. need to be very careful uh, whenever we are posting new content. So whenever you are coming to post new content on TikTok, you may just be uh, faced with the new violation and the name of the violation that you are getting uh, or not abiding by. So, Onia, since we're talking about social media, I want to remind you about last week when we talked about Mm. Twitter removing the retweet feature. Yes. And having you kind of uh, confirm that you want to retweet the quote quote retweet. You want to confirm that, hey, I've read that and I'm going to be retweeting it. A lot of people on Twitter actually didn't like it, number one. (laughs) Because it was slowing down the process. Exactly. And number two, Omnia, Mm. is that a lot of people didn't know the reason why. Mm. And Twitter had to come out and explain, hey, listen, we're doing this because it's one, two, three, four. And uh, I mean, it's crazy out to see 
there's actually been a lot of less interaction on Twitter because of this feature. It kind of demotivated people retweeting non- nonsense things. At the same time, it is good because... I like that, though. <laughs> because misinformation is a big deal, especially with the coronavirus pandemic, uh, the U.S. election. A lot of things going on. Let us know your guys' thoughts on today's stories. 4215 or on our Instagram at Pulse95Radio. Coming up, we're going to be talking all about Truecaller, the application that can definitely point out every spam call that you get. You're listening to Pulse95. 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 Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Oh boy, oh boy, don't we have something that's worth a click and download for you. Now, the app for today is called True Caller, and it does now let you set a call reason, SMS scheduling, and even translation. And the best part about all of this is that all these features will be free for all users. Now, right here on Future Talk and people around the world, <laughs> we always say, What's free? Don't don't be afraid to exceed the use of it. Now, uh, the Swedish caller identification app TrueCaller did announce and introduce new features, including ones that do allow users to set a reason for their call and enable the receiver to check whether the incoming call is personal, business, or even something urgent. Now, a lot of us tend to use uh, the application TrueCaller to find out if the call that we're getting is spam. We shouldn't answer it. And, you know, it's been used for many years now to fight spam callers. But now, TrueCaller, the application is trying to basically attend to many uses rather than just one. So the new feature that they are launching is actually called the call reason. So this feature is hopefully going to be increasing pickup rates, especially when callers are calling from new numbers. So that means every caller could go ahead and set a reason or why they are actually planning to call you. So even if it's a new number and you're the type of person who does not necessarily answer new numbers, now you'll find out exactly why this person is calling you. The other two features that they're going to be introducing uh, are also the schedule SMS and the SMS translate. So the schedule SMS and SMS translate are very interesting because they're basically trying to bridge the gap between different cultures and different uh, backgrounds. Mm -hmm. So language is no longer going to be a barrier. Yes, language barriers are a big thing. And we've seen a lot of applications, a lot of uh, big tech companies Mm -hmm. uh, focusing on translation a lot more. Apple did release in their iOS 14 a translation app for that very reason. Now, uh, TrueCaller did say that the call reason will start rolling out to all Android users. But Android users, you do have the upper hand here (laughs) when it does come to Apple users because it will be launching for iOS early next year. Now, the new schedule SMS feature does extend the platform's caller ID feature, which does enable users to schedule a message reminder of any events, meetings, or even what groceries you need to pick up at the end of the day. And it's funny we talk about this today, Omnia, because last week I was telling you, Omnia, do you message yourself on WhatsApp for kind of errands you need to run, grocery list? And you were telling me, you know a lot of people who even uh, kind of set their their, their Their financial plans and and groceries on WhatsApp. So uh, I like this. So now you can actually like send yourself an SMS or your future self an SMS of what you need to do. Reminder, even a reminder. Yeah. Now, uh, the app actually will automatically detect if a foreign language is used in the messaging screen and will show that a translation is available. Now, guess who powers this uh, this feature, <laughs> Omnia? Google's ML Kit, and all messages are processed locally in the phone, which does mean the content of your message never leaves your device, which is good for privacy reasons. And number two, 
you don't need an internet connection. I love this, and especially because uh, whenever we are going to receive a call from someone, we may not know how to speak their language. It's very nice to have that translation feature, which will basically translate the conversation as that person speaks. But for the schedule SMS feature, for all those who tend to be forgetful or have just too many items on their to-do list, this feature will be coming in handy. Now, the language packs uh, for the translation mm. feature are going to be downloaded straight to your device mm. uh, before the translation even begins. Users can go ahead and download these languages and use them offline anytime, anywhere. Let us know. Do you have the Truecaller app? And if you do, what is one of your favorite features uh, out of it? Yes, 4215. Or on Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. We're going to be taking a short break, ladies and gentlemen. But when we talk, come back, we're going to be talking about Apple Glass and the new augmented reality. Pulse95. Take this out. Take this out. Pulse95. If you cannot decide between two items in a store, Apple has got the solution for you. And the solution is not coming in the form of an iPhone. It's not coming in the form of an app, but in a pair of glasses that will tell you exactly the benefits of every item and which one is cheaper to buy. Yes, indeed. And we're talking about Apple Glass, how it is augmented reality. And soon enough, you'll have all those features right in a pair of glasses. Now, how many times, Omnia, have you and I and people around the world stood in a supermarket trying to do unit pricing, figuring out whether the large pack is actually better value than the smaller one, or it's in the interest of all retailers to make that comparison at least hard enough so we kind of don't bother. We're just like, whatever, whatever sounds good. Whatever has the special offer, yeah. get it. <laughs> but now Apple says, wait a minute. So in a newly, newly revealed patent application, Apple does propose a system where a device like Apple Glass could step in to help. Now, Apple Glass will come in, uh, hopefully, with a feature called Product Comparison Techniques. Just like its name suggests, that means it will compare the prices of two products for you. So you no longer need to, you know, use your math skills and try and see which one would give you greater value for less money. So this could be uh, used for, you know... a buying two cans of food or it could even be used in a packaging that you want to see inside of without necessarily opening the pack so these pair of glasses are basically going to be like superhero vision comparing information about any two similar products by piecing together information that may not be visible to your own pair of eyes and also using uh, Google and the World yes. Wide Web for help. Yes. Now, Apple is proposing a way of providing product information, which what you have to do is hold two items close enough together and that movement will actually trigger Apple Glass to find and display information. Now, the possibilities that come from augmented reality yes. are amazing. Now, as someone who cares about uh, calories in and calories out and tries to, uh, you know, I'm talking about myself yeah. and how I try to kind of see Balance. what fits best, fits my calories best. Having this will show me how many calories one item has, what's the price on it, and whether or not this is suitable for me and myself. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is a game changer. I'll tell you why. Now, Apple has been kind of talking about Apple Glass for a while now, quite yeah. a bit, and they've patented a lot of things. But no, I'm sorry. They've never talked about it. It's always kind of been under the under rug. the table, under the table, under the rug. And we're seeing more and more and more. Now, my speculation 
is that we're going to see Apple Glass come to life in 2021. Now, when I'm talking about Apple Glass, Omni, I want mm. I want to know if you remember something. Yeah. Now, Microsoft back in 2008, they did that they did that AR table if you they, remember. Yeah, I do. <laughs> they had the AR table where you actually could have uh, you you could touch the table and it had a screen and everything. And it's they funny. Even, yeah. yeah, it's funny that 12 years ago that was coming into implementation, but we've never seen it actually kind of uh, come out. That's the thing. You know, we've seen a lot of implementations of augmented reality, but some of them were just too weird to wear. I remember whenever I think Microsoft launched their Oculus glasses, they were great, great features, but they were just too bulky and they will definitely make you stand out. But if Apple could implement augmented reality in a pair of glasses without necessarily mm. making them look too weird for human beings to wear in their day-to-day life, I'm sure it's going to be a big hit. Now, let's kind of put to the side uh, the Apple Glass and how it's going to compare uh, items with one another. Let's look at the other features that it will provide. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say you're driving down the road right here in Sharjah and uh, you actually don't know the way to a certain area. Well, Apple Glass will have the map right into your glasses. So it's going to show you the navigation. It's going to show you the way. Uh, Hey, Apple, call whoever. And now look at this. Now, I like this. You can kind of take a picture with those Apple glasses. So that will be amazing. (laughs) That gives a whole new meaning to POV. Exactly. So you'll basically be able to translate how you see the world to the people around you. Pictures will be a completely different concept because now instead of posting Mm. selfies, you're basically posting what your eyes quite literally see. Now, Omnia, you know what uh, glasses I actually really wanted? What? The snap glasses. Oh. But the problem is, Omnia, (laughs) I'm not that interesting to have snap glasses. I don't do activities. Snap, for those of you who don't know, Snapchat actually released their own pair of glasses, which were allowing you to basically take videos Mm. the way you you would see the world. Yeah, and uh, and Omnia, uh, it's kind of like a gro- GoPro on your face. Yes. And and I've seen a lot of people use it, and I want to. It's like <laughs> it's pretty expensive, I believe. They were uh, they were quite expensive. They were quite expensive, and I obviously don't need it, but I want to try that feature. But I'm like, I don't even do anything for me to kind of. What am I gonna What am I gonna do? Me on a laptop? But also they were driving. They were only linked to Snapchat, so I feel like if Apple would release them, they'd have a lot more features that are you know, more easy going with the whole phone instead of just being used with one app. Exactly. But I mean, it's just so crazy how we're coming into this world and, and, and technology is just getting bigger and better. And I'm still excited about the 5G. I want to know how often I can utilize it. Now, when, when we talk about 5G, you know what else comes into mind, Omnia? Mm. How we can get information with literally, no pun intended, <laughs> a blink of an eye. So you're getting everything processed from your glasses to your phone to your smartwatch, to this, to that. And then you go into your car, which is going to be, let's say, hopefully we'll have Tesla's. Augmented reality windshields Augmented as well. reality <laughs> windshields. And, uh, and I'm ta- going to kind of talk about the future a little bit, Omnia. I was having talking to my friend last week who mm. uh, actually pre-owned a Tesla. Uh, he bought a, a Tesla. He pre-ordered a Tesla. And uh, he was saying, honey, I mean, look, look how sustainable it is. You don't need to put it to service if you have an if if you need to kind of uh, do you maintain, charge it at home, do some maintenance for even, the software. Yeah. You do a download on it, and uh, it just shows you that soon enough we're going into a world where it's going to be crazy, and I think it's going to make us even lazy. I know that I can definitely agree with you because with wearables, we've just literally started asking 
virtual assistants for anything. You know, yes. when you want to set an alarm, you no longer physically go and open your alarms. You just tell Siri to do that for you. So what is going to be coming up in the world of the future? That's definitely something we will always keep you updated yeah. for. But let us know if you had a pair of Apple glasses. Hopefully they'll uh, come into production. Yes. What would you do with them? Yes. Or tell us, so what do you think the future holds? 4215, or on our Instagram, do DM us at Radio. We're going to be taking a short break, but ladies and gentlemen, we're still talking about masks <laughs> because unfortunately the coronavirus pandemic is still alive and well. So stay tuned right here only on Pulse 95. 95. This is Pulse 95. Gadget of the day. New tech you might want to play with. Now, the coronavirus COVID-19 is alive and well, unfortunately, and we still do need to wear masks, take our precautionary measures, uh, social distance, and do a lot of things to keep ourselves and loved ones safe. But MIT researchers have designed a heated face mask to deactivate the coronavirus. Now, Omni and I have talked about uh, the use of reusable masks and how they're more be- they're better for the environment than mm-hmm. the traditional masks. So this is a, re- or a reusable mask that can be used in situations where social distancing is difficult to achieve. I love the concept of this face mask and the thought of being able to deactivate the coronavirus by simply using heat sounds like music to my ears. But MIT researchers have been able to do this form of mask by simply incorporating heated copper. So we're talking about using different types of metal and the characteristics that they have to be able to kill the coronavirus. As the person wearing the mask breathes in and breathes out, the air would flow across this copper mesh and any viral particles in the air would be deactivated by the high temperature. Now, for the for those of you who don't know, it, copper actually heats up pretty fast. So mm-hmm. this capability of it to heat up pretty fast will be able to kill uh, all of the coronavirus particles. Yes, it makes it quick. Now, such a mask could actually be useful for healthcare professionals and even the wider public in situations where social distancing is very difficult to achieve. Now, uh, the face masks have actually become a staple globally to restrict the spread of COVID-19. And masks, again, are mandatory in all public places across the UAE. And if you don't abide the rules, you will be fined 3,000 dirhams on anyone who does not adhere to safety regulations. But the MIT researchers have been building prototypes and do hope to test them soon. And they describe the new concept as something as a game changer yes yes indeed so they're actually calling it the bio air xiv so this basically means that this is a concept that other researchers can add on to scientists can even edit on so we can basically have a collaboration working on this face mask existing masks were researched but we've all known that these masks don't necessarily kill the coronavirus Mm -hmm. they're just a precautionary measure that can help you know, slow down the process of the transmission of COVID-19. But to be able to kill COVID-19 with heat, this is the only face mask to date that has been able or proved to be able to do so. And that's, again, because of the heating element that was found within uh, the The concept of copper. Yes. Now, now researchers did find out that a temperature of about 90 degrees Celsius could achieve between a thousand fold and a million fold reduction 
in particles, so we're seeing a higher rate of reduction in viral particles because of this heating system. Now, that temperature can be achieved by running an electrical current across a thick copper mesh, which is powered by a small battery. Now, the current prototype does include a 9-volt battery, mm -hmm. which would provide enough power to heat the mask for a few hours. Now, uh, the question that does come in mind, since we're talking about heat and we're talking about a battery, is it safe? <laughs> not safe is 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 a is a, is a uh, concern. concern. But is it heavy on the face? Mm. That's number one, because obviously you're going to have a battery. Number two, does your face heat up as well? Mm. And how would it affect your ears? Because your ears are kind of the support system when it does come with that mask absolutely now the design of the mask is definitely as you mentioned honey it's pretty bulky so mm -hmm. it's not a very simple or a mask that would help you blend in um, but the use of this mask is actually uh, very interesting because even though it does heat up to kill the virus particles it is completely mm -hmm. safe to use because after it heats up to kill the viral particles you'll get a flow of cold air to be able to cool down it's good in the winter the oh yes it's good definitely. in the winter especially in cold countries this will be also a form of keeping yourself warm yeah i mean hopefully soon we're, we're going into that winter it's, it's getting a little bit yes. cold during the night when you go close There's to the a desert great breeze i went to maleha the other day mm. omnia it was very cold i kind of i felt like i was getting <laughs> sick i was getting scared for a moment but uh yes so let us know 4215 are you excited about this mask would you use this mask or go to our instagram at pulse 95 radio and let us know but future talk is coming to an end we're jumping into that spaceship and going all the way to space where coronavirus doesn't exist <laughs> and uh we're going to leave you with afternoon color the dream team mikhail atli and aisha mazmi they're going to tell you all you need to know about what's happening in the entertainment world they have a very exciting show for all of you today a special interview with uh, an interesting event happening right here in Sharjah, completely virtual so if you want to find out more about it make sure you stay tuned right here on pulse 95 we wish you a blessed afternoon. Keep Pulse 95 locked and stay safe. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.